just won the Super Bowl. What are you doing next? I'm going to go to Disney World. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Dad Shorts Podcast. Uh, my name is Zach Holden. And I am Scott Ragsdale. And with us is Doug Marie from the uh, Cleveland.com. Uh, we are super excited, Doug. Our, our question for the day we want to start out with is, which is the best Disney movie? Classic Disney, like cartoon. Ooh. Oh, the best Disney, the classic Disney. I do like uh, Bambi. I'm oh, a Bambi okay. fan. Yeah. Right? We had uh, one of our, some a young child in our family one time was over and we watched Bambi. And Bambi's uh, mom got shot, and he said, "Yeah, got her." <laughs> well, that's yes. that's not the idea. I think that's like but a classic West response, right? Yep, nailed it. <laughs> yeah, it's like my uh, yeah. my my nephew at the start of uh, Jaws. Yeah. Um, they they watched it just recently, and he's uh, six six, I think. Um, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But when, whenever she like goes below the surface of the water, uh, his response was, "She did." But <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny. So good, I love it. Oh. Speak the truth. Speak yeah. the truth. That's right. Uh, how about you, Zach? What's your uh, What's your favorite? Uh, you know, I, I for me, it's uh, it's Aladdin. It's like a good combination of of irreverent fun with Robin Williams, but then also like there's some good songs in there, and it's just a really good story. I, it's either that or Lion King, which is classic Hamlet, right? Yeah, but, that's yeah. fair. I feel like Aladdin was the one for me. I was just like, oh my gosh, I would watch this as an adult. That yep. was the first one I thought I would watch this again, no matter my age. Yeah, my favorite classic one is Robin Hood. Like, yeah, I, that I absolutely one's real love good. it. Yeah, classic Robin Hood. Yeah, that one. And uh, like, my favorite, like, underrated one is Treasure Planet. I think it's a good one. Um, I like Oliver and Company. Well, that's, uh, that's, that's underrated. Okay. <laughs> that's oh, yeah, no, that's good. Yeah. You guys are going to the archives here. I like it. <laughs> uh, I believe it's called the Disney Vault. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Brought also, to you by. <laughs> we're also way off the rails, and it's only two minutes in. Yeah. Speaking of the Disney Vault, um, okay. sorry, this is I, I, it's relevant. Okay. Um, I watched a documentary about the Disney Vault the other day, and like really? how they like the reason behind it, and them trying to like do cash grabs, and they wouldn't like release their movies on VHS like initially. Yeah. Um, and then whenever they decided that VHS was like here to stay, they like did this whole like Disney vault thing, trying to up like sales. Uh, you could only buy, oh, it was like, it was, it was stupid. It was like Snow White and the Seven Dwarves in order to purchase it was like 700 or no, like $270 or something like that in order for you to buy the home video version. So they were just specifically targeting movie rental places. It was really interesting. Like it was cool. This was not a movie put out by Disney. It sounds like. No, 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 no. Well, a documentary, documentary about how. Oh we got no! Disney. Shoot! No! 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, okay, I use the word documentary lightly. It was. It, <laughs> it was, was a TikTok video. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was like a Y Files episode on uh, yeah. YouTube. So, like, shout out Y Files. Yeah, like. that's great. Yeah. Well, Doug, we got some standard questions we'd like to ask everybody. First off, I can tell us your uh, job title. You know, number of kids, all that other good introduction facts that you got about yourself. So I'm a sports writer. At Cleveland.com, but I'm actually mostly a podcaster anymore, but I've been doing this uh, my whole career since 1995, and I have two daughters, one of whom is a freshman in college, and the other is a sophomore in high school. Very cool. That's awesome. Uh, and then we have some standard, like, silly interview questions we'd like to start off with. So the first one is, what's your go-to dad uniform or outfit? 
Yeah, we were talking about this. Um, there's just this like 90s style of dressing that we have friends on in the background at our house most of the time. So I get confused sometimes that like friends is not happening right now. And <laughs> yeah. so you watch people wearing like baggy <laughs> jeans and untucked shirts and it's like, oh no, that's normal. And it's like, mm -hmm. no, dad, that's not normal. That's what people dressed like 25 years ago. <laughs> and even just today, my daughter looked at Chandler and like, oh yeah, he reminds me of you because you dress like that. <laughs> so uh, my dad uniform is like what people on Friends wore in 1998. Could so you be early, any more Early Friends, not late yeah. Friends. <laughs> no. It's Could not be good. oversized, like, button-up shirts and all of that kind yeah. of stuff. The yeah. loud colors. Untucked flannels over T-shirts. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a, great, that's a great look, though. I don't care what you say. <laughs> Says the you. I would say it, it never goes out of style, but, like, it definitely went out of style, but I just didn't care. <laughs> It's coming back. My t I have a teenage daughter. I have a, a, a freshman in college and a sophomore as well, Doug. And my uh, sophomore in college has started wearing flannel shirts over T-shirts. And I'm like, I, I wore the same thing. And then she gets real mad at me. Just, <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, what is your best dad story, Doug? My best dad story yep. uh, is probably... I took my children without my wife. That's how every best dad story starts, right? <laughs> like my wife wasn't there and I had the kids by myself and I took them to the state fair. And there was like this sort of um, like American, not American ninja style necessarily obstacle course, but it was you stood on, on little platforms and this large stick that a guy operated spun around and you had to jump over the stick as it Ooh, came fun. around okay. to you yeah. each time. So and my like kids were out. probably... Yeah, like Wipeout. That's what it was like. It was like Wipeout. Awesome. My kids were probably like eight and five, and the guy operating the stick started like juking them and like <laughs> starting and stopping with the intent of knocking them off their feet. And so they were getting flipped. They were smashing their heads on the platforms as they fell. And I was just like, jump, jump, keep jumping. <laughs> And it was like a dad thing of like, we started off thinking it was like a fun little state fair activity. And by the end, it was like, I think they might have concussions. So, uh, and my it's wife never would have allowed them to do it. So, yeah. So you went from the state fair to the emergency room for CAT scans. <laughs> we did. I think we might have just gotten ice cream and said like, we did that. That's the best CAT scan. I forgot about it. The Here's the that's concussion. Right. You remember that fair? No. Yeah. No. Oh, and I... And I videoed it. I have the video. We videoed. I videoed every second. And like now we can slow-mo of like, and here's the one where she cracks her head on the platform. That's where we think the concussion happened. Awesome. That's yeah. so good. That's oh. awesome. All right. Uh, what, is, uh, what is the best advice that you would give to a new dad? So um, I do think it is to – realize that people stupider than you have done this successfully. <laughs> That's great. And I apply that not, I definitely apply it to parenting, but it's one of those, I said there was a moment in my life where I realized it's not that I'm smarter than anybody, but it's that everybody else is as dumb as I am. <laughs> and so, and like there's like people grow up, those kids lived. So I, I think you can go down a path of like questioning everything you do and wondering if you're doing it right. And, you know, somebody, you know, in the universe instilled some instinct in us to do this the right way. And so I do think you have to trust yourself because it's no fun to second guess everything. So yeah. 
you know, maybe there'll be a couple concussions along the way, but in the end, it'll all work out. <laughs> Absolutely. Is really worth living without a few concussions? I, that's my question. That's a fair question. <laughs> I've had seven. That's, that's a good thing. Uh, what's, your, uh, what's your ultimate family vacation? Oh, Disney World. Like, there's <laughs> no a doubt softball about for that. you yeah. today. <laughs> yeah, no, no. That's, we, it's turned into a thing for us where, like, we've just been fortunate enough to go multiple times, and it's like our, it really is like our happy place. I do think for anyone, though, right, there's a kind of vacation where you go explore something new, and then there are, I, I, there are definitely, like, there are families that have a place you go, right? Maybe it's a lake. Maybe it's a park. Maybe it's you go camping at this place or the beach or whatever. And I do think that familiarity and when you can have a place, and it might just be the ice cream place down the road that, like, oh, after every concert, we go to that place. I think when you can have a place like that as a family that conjures up you know, while you're making the new memories, you're remembering the old memories. Uh, I think that can be really valuable. So, you know, we're crazy and we've sort of turned Disney World into that, which is not a normal thing to do. <laughs> but like when we go, it like it stacks, like it builds on itself, you know, and a lot of times the memories get intermingled and we can't remember what year did we do that or this or that. But also it's a timestamp that you remember, <laughs> oh, the kids were this old and mm-hmm. we did this. When they were seven, now we're doing it again when they were 11. Now we're doing it again when they're 14. And you experience the same thing, but the experience itself is different because you're changing. The kids are changing. And so I think to mark the passage of time, you know, again, it can be as simple as where you go and and get a candy bar once a month or something. But um, I found that, that style of family vacation to be really valuable in sort of like just marking all of us as we as we grow and but kind of do the same thing but live it in different ways. Nice. That's awesome. So is this like a like a yearly pilgrimage for you? Is it happen multiple times a year? How often are you going? No, we uh we've averaged about once a year since okay. since the kids for about like the last 15 years. So awesome. Now are you like a, a stay on yeah. on property family or are you like stay off property or what are you guys doing? You know, it's one of those things like it depends, mm-hmm. right? I mean, sometimes you're we've we've done both. We've done mm-hmm. both. And as the kids got older, and then the kids started having more opinions. I mean, when you're little, you know, you throw them in a, you throw them in a van, you throw them in a stroller, you throw them in a whatever hotel you can get, and you go see Mickey Mouse, and you're good to go. Mm-hmm. And then, like, they turn 13, and they're like, "I'm only staying on property." <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> and I'm not driving. I'm only flying. <laughs> and I'm not eating French fries for dinner. I want to sit as like, okay. So maybe we can't go as much because now this is expensive. Yeah. So um, we, as they've gotten older, we, we do have a couple places on property that we like to stay. Gotcha. So, awesome. yeah, but that's our place. Nice. Sweet. Uh, all right. Uh, last of our serious interview uh what is your oh no not the serious interview Uh, what is your best dad joke what are you saying on that uh you know 30 minute flight or 24 (laughs) hour flight or drive yeah um so this is one that i've repeated a lot because it it was actually my mother's answer to it that changed uh the joke so uh, how do you make a venetian blind Oh. I don't know. Throw acid in his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> so so I think it's just supposed to be poke him in the eye. Yeah. But like, right? Because that's a joke. It's a Venetian blind. It's a blind. No, I'm talking about a person. 
But my mom once upon a time said throw acid in his eyes. So like I we we are just every maybe five times a year I just say throw acid in his eyes is finishing off my own joke to my children. So yeah. good. So I have one. Uh, my mother in law is the most sweet hearted, kind hearted woman ever, and she's I don't think she's ever said a curse word in her life. And we convinced her. Um, that we kept asking her, how do you spell subway with an F in it? And she just kept going, there's no F in way. There's no F in way. She kept saying this over and over again. And she was getting mad at us as we're laughing because she was so convinced we were trying to trick her and not listening to her, you know, fake cuss. <laughs> it was so good. And still, like you're saying with this, you know, acid and the other acid. It's like yeah. those jokes are so good. You're like, it's only funny because you're the one saying it. Yeah. I get it. I love it. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, we want to ask a couple serious questions before we get started with the game. Our game, uh, in honor of your vacation choices, Doug, as like I said, I'm a longtime listener. I told Scott I was going to call you French Vanilla at least once during the podcast. Uh, I love it. To, 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 <laughs> what, a name bestowed on me by my oldest daughter. I love who, it. When I, we got a bag. I got a bag of Dunkin' Donuts coffee, and it was French Vanilla flavored. And she just looked at it and said, why isn't that your nickname? <laughs> and it was like, how have I gone through life for like 48 and a half years? And my last name is Le Maurice. And I don't know if you you guys have taken a look at me. I'm about as vanilla and about as French <laughs> as you get. And it took that long for someone to say, why isn't your if I was a rapper, that's exactly that's definitely who I would be. Oh heck French yeah. Vanilla. So good. I'd buy that album. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're gonna do a Disney draft later, but first we want to do a couple serious questions. Uh, so we got a couple that we like to ask parents. Uh, you're you're entering a different season. Uh, same with me. We've we've got kids now who are adults and kids who you know are are still in the house. And I want to just kind of ask you, how has parenting changed now that your children are adults? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I don't know if this is the wrong answer. I don't know if it's changed that much because. We have, I probably have always treated my kids a little, maybe too much like adults. Mm -hmm. And so as a result, I'm not sure that I talk with my 19 year old all that different than the way I talked with her than she, when she was 10, hmm. you know, because we, we've just been always like very conversational and mm -hmm. like sort of talk about life or talk about basketball or talk about Disney or whatever. So I've almost been like um, a little surprised by that. And I don't like, I don't know what your audience is here. I, I don't, I don't want to like, I don't want to do this to anybody else. Cause I already did it with my daughter. But when my daughter was like my older daughter, when she was five, she was like, it's real. Don't lie. Don't lie to me. And my wife, again, wasn't home. So I was pinned <laughs> pinned down by a five-year-old mm -hmm. demanding that I not lie. And I was like, well, what is the, the worst thing I can do is lie <laughs> to her when she's saying don't lie. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't get out of it. So, like, that's how she learned. And so, like, okay. So, like, I don't know. I felt like the conversations I was having with the five-year-old, she's 19 now. I don't know that we've progressed that much. It's like, don't lie. It's like, okay, then let's let's get real here. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, actually, I may be, and and we're lucky. I I I feel a great deal of gratitude about this. That we, you know, my daughter's at college, she's a freshman at college. We feel very connected to her. God mm -hmm. bless Facetime. Like we feel like awesome. we're involved in her life, life in a way that like doesn't feel like she's trying to pull away, and we're very grateful for that. And so, like all those things, I think it's on both ends. I probably. I probably treated them like they were too old when they were young, and now that she's older, we still sometimes still talk like she's in the house, even though she's yeah. hundreds of miles away. Does she seem to does she seem at all bothered by that? 
No, and I, I, I do feel like um, we have established like we're a support network for her. Mm-hmm. We want to celebrate her accomplishments. We want to help her through the hard times. So, and again, I, I don't know that this is the best way all the time, but I do feel like sometimes, you know, if she has good news, if she has bad news, that we we are high on the call list. Nice. Um, so I, I don't feel like it's one way that like we're just always calling her and bugging her. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah. we've just been fortunate. It's kind of worked out that way. Very cool. Awesome. All right. So, Doug, uh, what part of parenting uh, do you find the most difficult and like, you know, from uh, birth to college and like, how do you get through that? Yeah, I do think the hardest part is when your kids really want something and don't get it, Hmm. but understanding that it's, it's good for them, right? So that having them have disappointments or failures, you know, failures in quotation marks, but realizing like, well, they have to do this because mm-hmm. they're, you know, again, my kids are just, they're good kids. They're high achieving kids. And, you know, you can hit a stretch sometimes like, oh, you run the, you won the writing contest again. You won it in third grade and you won it in fourth grade. And there's mm-hmm. sometimes you're like, man, I think you need to lose this writing contest. Like this is like, this is too many times in a row or, you know, like you just, and so, um, but those moments are terrible. Yeah. So it's like, I want to. And and I I am what would I say rage filled vengeful like I, I don't know like I'm a bad I'm a bad person so like when anything or if someone is mean to them like I want to exact revenge I want to hold a grudge and then my kids will be like it's okay and it's like well you're over it but I'm not over it as yep. your dad I'm not over it and it's like well that's not how it should work I can't be more upset about something in your life than you are that's not healthy so that's been hard for me sometimes because my kids are better at getting over disappointments or letting things go when someone I feel someone has wronged them and I am looking to exact revenge and they're like, dad, it's fine. So that's maybe that's, that's still me working on me for that. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, we deal with that. Uh, my, my oldest is in junior high. Um, and that is a beautiful time in, uh, everyone's life, um, where they start learning about relationships and, uh, like, friends and all of that kind of stuff and having those weird dynamics and those weird moments of uh, just like, hey, you, you do know that they are like a very toxic friend, right? Like you do like right. trying to like go through that and give them permission to not be friends with the kids that they've been friends with since like kindergarten um, because, you know, maybe they're not treating them well or all that kind of stuff. That's a, that's been, that's been rough uh, on, on me and my wife, like as far as like, cause it, he'll bounce back. Like they, he'll go through this stretch where he's super sad and depressed about like this relationship that he's had. So we're like, all right, well forget that kid. Like we are done. You don't have to be friends with him anymore. Blah, 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 blah. Um, and then like a month later, they're best friends again. And we're like, ah, right. We are not over this. Yeah. Like as a family, we are not over this yet. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we just have to learn to chill a little bit. I think it's tough too, like as educators. That was one mm-hmm. thing I really struggled with. My uh, my daughter, who's a sophomore now, she was in kindergarten and another was in class with another teacher's kid, and that other teacher's kid kissed her without consent on the playground. She was kindergarten, mm-hmm. and my daughter punched him in the face. <laughs> and uh, you know, of course, you can't punch in school, and so he was, she was, you know, in suspension or whatever. That's the right thing to do. I get it. Yeah, you can't kiss a kid. Or that. He was also in suspension. It was fine, but like that kid is the nicest, sweetest 16-year-old boy, and I'm still holding a grudge against him because he kissed my oh, daughter yeah. without consent. And I'm like, you can't do that. 
He's a sweet kid, and I'm just like, I get it. I get what you're saying completely. You're just like, I will always hold a grudge against that kid because he kissed my daughter without. That was still the first kiss, and yeah, without consent. I'm still mad about it. A little high pitched there. So. Uh, yeah, uh, Ed's daughter kissed my son uh, with with without consent. So <laughs> just, I no, I think he was okay with it after, <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> but he was like, I just get kissed. It was like girl. a whole thing in All daycare. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not over it yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh. Well, uh, here's my question. Uh, you know, we, we, you've been parenting for a long time. You've got an adult uh, daughter now. Uh, how is parenting easier or more difficult now than it was like 15 years ago? I mean, everybody's answer is social media, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that part of it because um, – and, and again, we've been fortunate. It hasn't – we haven't had huge issues with it, but – just the idea that there's a, there's the great big world out there, and also mm-hmm. there's the great big world out there, and, and that you can't escape it sometimes. And so my daughter even just said the other day, like, what did you guys do before phones? And it's like, you know, we read a book. We <laughs> rode our bike. We had conversations with other humans. And so, um, and, and I mean, that's obviously, that's that's everybody's answer to this kind of thing. And, and we have not had huge issues with it, but... I think all of us as parents, right? You wonder, even if it's not showing up on a daily basis, what what are your kids absorbing that's making life more difficult, less fun, more Mm. stressful, you know, exposing them to things that maybe they don't want to be or shouldn't be exposed to yet, but but at the same time, you don't want them to be afraid of the world or Mm. you can't protect them from everything. And um, it's just, uh, you know, it's not on my mind 24 hours a day. But I do think sometimes of what are what are the things you don't even realize are happening that like, oh, that, you know, you feel a certain way for a day or a week or a month. And it's like you don't even know why it is. Well, why it is is because the things you've absorbed on social media that you're not even aware of that uh, for our generation. Right. It's it's just a reality that and and, and you think, right, everybody thinks, oh, the, the generation below, it's so different. And. You know, but but that change is so drastic, you know, that when our kids are parents, I don't know that it'll be as foreign. Like, but for us, we didn't grow up with that. Now our kids are bathed in it. Mm-hmm. It's just a, something that's that still is hard to get used to. Yeah, really like uh, how you put that. The like just the things that they are absorbing mm-hmm. um, really affect like just their their countenance and how they kind of interact with the world, and they don't even realize these things. Like we're just sitting here watching YouTube, you know, video after video after video, or um, you know, texting or doing like all of these things that we did not really <laughs> deal with as as children. We had our Nintendos and all that stuff, but yeah. Quite a bit different. So this one isn't really on the script, but I want to ask just kind of a follow-up. How did you guys navigate the phone issue when you were, uh, you know, approaching that with your daughters? Like at what age, yeah, you know, any restrictions it, or anything like that? It's hard, right? Because you can, you know, you can say, well, if everybody jumped off a bridge, would you jump off a bridge? But it's like what the what your kids' friends do mm-hmm. does matter. So our older daughter – you couldn't get a phone until middle school. You couldn't get a phone until middle school because that's like that air, that point when it's like, well, you're you're maybe going to start being out in the world by yourself a little bit. Where we right. need to, you need to be able to text us to pick you up or that kind of thing because you're staying after school for sports or for theater or mm-hmm. something. And like in fifth grade, that just doesn't exist. So she had, I can't even remember what it was, but like in fifth grade, it was like a phone, but it wasn't a phone. Mm. And then like the other kids made fun of her because they had phones and she had like a fake phone that mm-hmm. I think maybe she could text on it but she couldn't get on the internet or something 
And and like even holding out till sixth grade, like you can get a phone in middle school because there's a function to it. It's a way for us to stay connected to you when you're out in the world. And yeah. you don't need that when you're in fifth grade. That felt hard to hold off. Mm-hmm. It felt like, you know, we're sort of looking around like, are there any other parents who are like holding off on this? Like, does every no. second grader have a phone? Mm-hmm. But it was like we tried to, you know, you try to set those boundaries a little bit and the understanding that if you're going to have a phone, it's going to serve a function. We're going to know where you are. When we reach out to you, you need to respond immediately. And if you don't do that, then you're not going to have a phone. So we haven't had a lot of issues with it, but I I can remember like right at the end, you know, as everybody else is getting a phone, like trying to hold off on having a, some kind of rule on that felt like, man, I don't know if we're going to make it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the, that's, that is tricky. And I think talking to them about, um, like essentially you do have a phone, but it serves a purpose. It is a tool. Um, and this is not something that you have any degree of privacy with. Like you, like we, we reserve the right as, as parents to, uh, you know, check your, check your phone, make sure that you're making good decisions, all of that kind of stuff. Because like, uh, it was the coddling of the American mind. It's like putting a handgun in the pocket mm -hmm. of every kid. Like it's a, it's a, it's, it's a thing. Like it's a thing that we need to worry about and not worry about, but we need to be, we need to have both eyes open. And we deal with a lot of parents who kind of get in this situation. They get their fourth grader, their fifth grader mm-hmm. cell phones, and they have no idea yeah. that these these parental controls um, like even exist. And uh, <clears throat> like I am very like in my life, very anti-censorship and, and things mm-hmm. like that. I think there there's benefit to having a whole lot of stuff like uh, available and all of that kind of stuff. But the idea of giving a fourth or fifth grade child access to 100% of what yeah, right. is on the internet, like blows my mind, yeah. like even giving them access to things like TikTok and, and all of that kind of stuff. Like yeah. there's so much like garbage and trash and things that are just rewiring the brains of, of the people that just kind of tune into them. Mm-hmm. Um, so and like, that's, that's very like, on my mind every time that I have a conversation with, with parents, like, okay, like, you know, things like life 360 and family link mm-hmm. and bark, like these things exist to help you keep your child safe. Mm-hmm. I think you can go over the top with it, but I think there is a degree of like having that conversation with your kid about like, I, this is here. Cause you need to, you need, like, you still need me to parent you mm-hmm. and help you learn how to navigate the world. I'm going to let you make mistakes but at the same time, we're going to be there to like help you navigate these difficult situations. Um, I don't know, and it's also like we, uh, you know, had had some kids stay the night the other night. Every time that like we have kids stay the night at a certain time, they all turn in their phones and we like lock them away until the next morning because like oh, having cell phones overnight is not not yeah. a beneficial thing. It's dangerous, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Uh, well, this is a question I've kind of been asking a lot of people. It's, again, inspired by, like Scott said, one of my books I've read that I really absolutely love called The Coddling of the American Mind. And uh, so the question is just how do you teach your daughters to communicate and differentiate between opinions that don't match your values? And it's really stemmed from the idea of how do we teach our kids to be able to agree to disagree mm-hmm. and be able to have these conversations with people who we might not always agree with everything they're saying. But I think it's important for us as a society to teach people, you know, how do we – how do we agree that I don't agree with what you're saying, but I agree with you as a person are worth our own value? And so how do you kind of as a parent pass that on to your daughters? I'm trying to think, do I have conversations with people that I don't agree with? <laughs> <laughs> so I would say that the, the area that we talk about the most in that 
is making sure that you stand up for what you think is right. And we were just having a conversation with my older daughter the other day about I feel like sometimes if you don't express yourself and you don't put a, you know, your smart, well thought out opinion about anything out into the world, other people will fill in the gaps. Yeah. Right. If you, if you don't stand up, if you are silent, if you let somebody take over, somebody will. And I Mm -hmm. said, I said, like, if you're in a, in a meeting with a jerk, if you don't express yourself, the jerk will take the opportunity to fill the gap and run the show. And I say, I say that as a jerk. So I'm speaking from firsthand experience here. That's what I do to people. If you're not going to push back on me, I'm going to tell you what I think. But if you push back on me with a smart, well-thought-out, well-reasoned, strongly-held belief, great. Then let's go. Let's have a conversation. And so I do think you have to be open-minded. But I do think even more important to that is you cannot be afraid to express yourself and what you believe in in a world and be prepared to engage in that. And be ready for that. And that disagreeing is not bad. Mm-hmm. But you can't shy away from that. Because I do think sometimes people get loose in the world and nobody ever stops them. Nobody ever disagrees. Nobody ever yep. puts them in their place. And then you say, okay, now someone's been around for decades. And it feels like, how did this person, how how are they able to exert this power? It's like nobody ever shut them down or tried mm-hmm. to shut them down. Yeah. So we're kind of very big on, especially if you see someone in need, like stand up on their behalf, you know, like if someone is doing that to another person who's not as strong or is not prepared to stand up for what they believe in, but you know, you can intercede there. So you have to be open-minded. You have to listen to other well-reasoned arguments, but you have to get what you think out there. Mm -hmm. I love you that. have to you have to be part of the discourse mm-hmm. because yeah. we believe that you are thoughtful and smart and hardworking enough that your contribution is valuable. So you cannot be afraid to give it because if you don't give it, somebody else will. Yeah, 100%. well, I love that, and I think <clears throat> as someone who has to perpetually give like a disclaimer um, that yeah. like. Uh, I am saying this and I like I speak with a lot of passion. I speak a little bit, you know, loudly when I'm processing things audibly. But like whenever I'm having a conversation, I desperately want the other person to push back on the things that I'm saying. Um, And oftentimes they don't like they don't because I am coming at it so like Mm -hmm. passionately or ardently. Mm -hmm. And um, like that's that. That doesn't benefit me. Like that right. doesn't benefit the discourse when they're not willing to push back. I just think that I'm right now. Like I think yeah. that like uh, everything that, that I'm saying is 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 perfectly right, and I know that it's not. Like mm-hmm. I know I'm an idiot, um, and and need people to push back and and engage in that discourse because I'm trying to refine, especially for like our school, like mm-hmm. trying to get people to engage. Just because I throw an idea out there doesn't mean that like that's the idea. I yeah. want I want that refinement. Yeah. All right, Doug, uh, what are some of the difficulties? You work in sports. So, like, what are some of the difficulties of uh, parenting while working in that, that sports land? It's like an yeah, amusement park. I, <laughs> sports land. Oh, I would go there for sure. <laughs> right. oh. uh, the, the hardest part is that you're, like, you're working. Your work is other people's entertainment. So yeah. it's like, hey, 
when you want to do something Saturday, it's like, well, I, I'm covering a game on Saturday. So I've had, there was an older sports writer who's about 20 years older than me when I started off covering Ohio State. And he and I talked about this a lot. And he was a very, very, very good guide for me. That just And it applies to any parent who has a little bit of an odd schedule. And anymore, what even is a normal schedule, yeah. right? So he would always say, well, maybe I can't be there on Saturday when you're going to the park or going for a bike ride or going to the mall. But then I make sure on Tuesday afternoon I'm in school helping with the reading group Mm -hmm, because a lot of other parents, well, I can't get off work at Tuesday at 1 o'clock. But since I'm working to cover a game on Saturday, I I am free Tuesday at 1 o'clock. So you had to always, in a job like this, and again, there's a lot of jobs who are like this. When your schedule is different, you have to accentuate the positives because there are negatives. So you can't just be like, oh, man, I'm missing the birthday party on Saturday and then not not try to say, oh, no, I'll volunteer to come in. Mm -hmm. I'll take part in the walkathon, you know, in the middle of the week. So um, just always tried really hard to uh, take advantage of that because sometimes, you know, when you've got to be at a game, you can't tell Ohio State, Penn State, like, listen, guys, (laughs) you move the game. Like my kid has kind of an important thing. Saturday <laughs> at seven's not good for me. So Strictly then you've got to, you, yeah, exactly. So you miss stuff. You just decide that, you know, and, and again, like, I mean, there are people with much more important jobs than sports writers who miss stuff. There's, you know, emergency room doctors. It's yeah. like, ah, oh, sorry about your spleen, but my kid's at a birthday party. It's like, <laughs> it's spleen time. So, spleen um, is overrated, but, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, like, probably, yeah, I might choose birthday cake over spleen. Like... <laughs> you remember, I'm going to go way off track. Do you remember the movie uh, Patriot Games? Yes. There's a quote in there where Sean Bean goes, How's your little girl, Ryan? Heard you had to have her spleen removed. And whenever someone says spleen, that's all I can think of. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just had to get that out of there. <laughs> It. Now, whenever someone says spleen, sorry, we're off the rails. I don't know if I'll ever be able to say spleen in an American accent again. Spleen <laughs> removed. That just spleen removed. Spleen removed. <laughs> so, um, so that's just always right. I mean, that applies to everybody. Make and that's everything. If there's definitely going to be a negative, then you have to look for the positive to mm-hmm. balance it out because yeah. you can't eliminate the negative. But if you just let the positives pass by without doing anything about it, then you're out of balance. So that was all, you know, we, I wasn't perfect at it. I probably could have been with the reading group a little more. But, you know, you made, you made sure when you had those times uh, when you were available that you did something about it. Yeah, that's awesome. Is there a song? The uh, oh, there it is. Uh, Bing Crosby, accentuate the positives. That's yeah, that's a good. Yeah, it's a good song. That's, yeah, it's a good. Like that's a secondary piece of advice too, Doug. You could have like said also my next best piece of advice is also that one because it's really good. <laughs> All right, uh, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna do a, a best Disney draft. So, uh, um, sorry, Doug. Uh, my family also loves Disney. Uh, it's been like one of our family vacations. And actually, my youngest daughter she has cystic fibrosis, and so this uh, Christmas she made a wish. So we got to go on a wish trip to Disney. So we are just coming off our Disney trip. Uh, and it was amazing. Awesome. And uh, so we're going to do a Disney draft. Uh, we've got uh, seven categories. We've got uh, ride, show, snack or drink, uh, meal slash dining experience, uh, character pick or interaction, uh, souvenir, and then wild card. And uh, standard snake draft. So, Doug, we are always going to let you choose. You want to go first, second, or third in the order? Uh, I'll go third. Okay. I want to. I want to okay. see where you guys, yeah. and I'll take the. Okay. I'll take. The uh, in full yeah. disclosure, um, I have been to Disney World three times in my life. Just in your whole life. In my whole life. Okay. Uh, so once as a child, uh, once as a newlywed, and once with kids. Okay. So uh, 
my and it's been it's been a it's been a few minutes since I've been there. So if my okay. references are old, right, yeah. uh, just you. No, oh no, there's where I'm coming from. Old, right, old we... Disney is actually kind of better Disney. <laughs> so like that's good, uh, yeah. sweet. All right, do we uh, paper rock? Oh yeah, that we're doing? let's do it. On, on we got oh, yeah, here. I went. Oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> karate chopped. Yeah, that's paper. So you get that. Okay. What are you going? Uh, I'm going to go second. Okay, so I got to go first. You got to go first. Man, okay. <clears throat> um. All right. Uh, and then uh, Doug, you don't have to do it at categories in order. They just have to do one of the seven categories. So okay. I'm going to start with mine. I'm going to go souvenirs, and I'm going to go mouse ears. I feel like that's probably the most. Ooh, okay. Uh, that's like the the number one souvenir. I feel like I can get everything else I want of value, but if I'm gonna go to Disney World, I want the mouse ears. Okay. So, uh, Scott, that means it's can, you. Can, you are. Can, I, 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 I don't. I won't comment on every pick. Oh, comment on every too. pick. It's fine. The ears hurt my head. Oh, okay. So I will say, which is why I'm wearing a hat with ears. This is my workaround. So does that count as the ears? Because I, I have I have like a similar hat, and that's what I did. Like I have the hat so, with mouse ears. It's yeah, because like like the because really the the traditional ears are the band, right? right? Yeah. And if you have kind mm-hmm. of a big head, yeah. and you get you get a little pinchy pinch, mm-hmm. and you're walking around all day with like you get a headache. So yeah. I'm just gonna say I don't know. Like with the, the hat that I'm wearing that has ears, does that mm-hmm. count as ears? I, I, would, I would say, say anything thing. with yes. ears is what I was anything thinking. With yeah. Yeah. Any headwear with okay. ears is the souvenir I was taking. Yeah, because yeah, I love that okay. hat. I don't have it. I have a, an R2-D2 hat. Um, it's made for children head. because Zach has a tiny head. I have head. the tiniest. I wear a child's extra large size head hat. It's amazing. So there's... It's so good. It's weird. <laughs> I'm coaching my son's Little League, and I had to get a child's hat. I couldn't wear the coach's hat because they didn't have a hat small enough for my head. Wow. <laughs> That's fantastic. So, you can I'll, cut I'll, that right, out then. of the pot if you want. You can cut that part out. You don't have to reveal that. <laughs> That's pretty personal. My brain takes up the entire part of my head. So the brain is large. The head is small. Yeah, sure. Whatever whatever helps you sleep at night. Uh, okay, so let's go with... Uh, what am I going to go with? Um, I think I'm going to go with Ride. Okay. Well, um, let me clarify something before we go on. Uh, Doug... Uh, since you and I have been a lot more, are we doing just uh, are we doing just Magic Kingdom? Or are we opening this up to all four parks? Ooh, that is a big I, deal. I definitely considered all four parks. Okay, then I, yeah, I, think, yeah, I was okay. considering that too, but I wanted to clarify <laughs> for all the things. Okay, so yeah, I do, that I do does do make a difference for my ride, which was why my strategy was going with. Okay, go with yours. Sorry. Okay, so uh, for ride, I'm going to go with the Rock and Roller Coaster. Okay, that's yeah. oh. That's a good pick. Yeah, I it was the um, like it was tough. I I, I like that whole park. Um, yeah, but I park. I would do the uh, I love the the movie experience one. Mm-hmm. But they're like get, they've gotten rid of it, and it's a Guardians of the Galaxy now. Is that yep. is that right? Yeah, the yeah. I'm just gonna say yep and move on. Okay, because that ride is great. <laughs> okay, well the yeah. I love I love movies. I love yes. the whole movie history thing. Mm-hmm. So I was sad to see that one go. But yeah. I'll go with the Rock and Roller Coaster. Okay, Doug, you get two picks in a row. Where are you going? Okay, I'm gonna I'll, I'll go ride, but I'm I'm gonna leave that for you because <laughs> I I will take the one. So there's there's just different things, right? There's the kind of ride that you go on, and the first time you go on it, you're like, oh my god, that was the greatest mm-hmm. thing ever. But then once you've gone on it once, it's never the same. And I do think Rise of the Resistance, the the new Star Wars ride, is kind of like that because oh, yeah. when you experience it the first time, but then kind of once you know the deal, it's not as good. Mm-hmm. So. A ride like Rocket Roller Coaster is always good. So I'm going to take Expedition Everest in Animal Kingdom, oh, yeah, which yeah, is my favorite, 
my favorite Disney roller coaster. And I love the theming. I love the Yeti. I love that you go backwards. I love that they take your picture when you're going down the first hill and you can look out and see people. And I'm always screaming and my kids are relaxed. And so I just, I love the line. So I love Expedition Everest. It's a great one. Yeah. I will yeah. say that's something that Disney does really well is the like fun line yes, the lines experience. Are fantastic. Like they yes. understand that you're going to be mm-hmm. waiting for a long time and they do stuff to make it enjoyable. Yeah. That will, I would say if my kids were choosing, Doug, that's the, that would have been their number one choice as well. They yeah. love Expert yeah. Never. It's a great yeah. ride. Okay. Yeah. You get a second one. Doug, where are you going? So I'll go meal. And this is mm-hmm. the one um, that we enjoy the most. And it's breakfast at Ohana yeah, at okay. the Polynesian. Okay. Which is uh it is character themed it has um uh lilo and stitch my mm-hmm. my younger daughter is a huge stitch fan it has mickey and pluto but it is and i think it, the pandemic changed some stuff but it's family style yeah. so it's mickey waffles and eggs and bacon and potatoes and you can get as much as you want but you don't have to get up and go to the buffet mm-hmm. which is a lot of the things you have to get up and go yep. and then they have a uh you know they play songs and the characters dance through and mm-hmm. the first time we went my younger daughter would not get in the frickin' parade <laughs> with Mickey and Lilo and Stitch. And she said, this is the dumbest parade ever. <laughs> and I said, I picked her up and I said, you're getting in this Disney parade. We're doing it right now. So we got up and we did the parade. But every time we see it, we still say, ah, here comes the dumbest parade ever. Yes. Because uh, she did not want to do it the first time. Great food, great view out on the lagoon. So we, we love the Ohana breakfast. So we've only awesome. done the Ohana dinner. Uh, but we like uh, we did a different breakfast, uh, and I've heard like that was the mistake we made. We shouldn't have done, we should done the breakfast instead of the dinner. So I think that's a really really solid pick. Yeah. Okay, Ragsdale, it's you. Okay, I'm gonna go with my meal dining experience as well. Oh, wow. I know. Like I I okay. Just don't want you to take mine because my okay. my experience is so limited. Okay. What's yours? Um, I'm gonna go with Hollywood and Vine, uh, uh, the yeah, famous famous nice. stars diner, um, the Disney Junior breakfast. That was when we went with our kids. Wow. Uh, it was yes. phenomenal. Like yeah. the breakfast was great, and again with the breakfast, like the 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 characters interaction mm-hmm. and like Handy Manny and mm-hmm. like. Uh, uh, Doc McStuffins, which was very much where my kids were at whenever we went there. Uh, and they were, well, aside from Ryder, Ryder was hiding under the table from every character, um, which was hilarious. Um, but the rest of them were like, they were in it. They were okay. like, hey, anybody? It's great. No. So, so you want specifically the breakfast as well, because they do have yeah. a dinner option. That's specifically like, uh, the okay. breakfast. Yeah. Yep. That was our, that was the, because I'm a breakfast guy. You oh know this. Like I, I do. Yeah. 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 Yes. Okay. Uh, I can't believe this. Like, uh, I'm going to get ride and meal later because you've both taken them, and I'm not even going to sacrifice the, the two I would have chosen. Okay, that's Holy good. cow. I mean, there's means... prob- they're probably terrible nice. picks, but... No, oh, no, I, no, no, no. They're both really <laughs> It's good. like your charcuterie Thanksgiving. The charcuterie Thanksgiving was, was avant-garde <laughs> and original. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, turkey and ham were both gone. <laughs> I was out of turkey and ham for Thanksgiving. I had to do something to try. That's tough. It was a risk. That's tough. It, tough. it was a risk. Uh, I'm gonna go. Okay, I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go with character pick interaction, and I'm gonna go Mickey. I think that's that's really the uh, the the pictures with Mickey Mouse uh, there at the at the town hall at the front. Uh, yeah, he, they do such a good job. I mean, that character experience is fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's the classic pick. It's the one you want because uh, you walk right out of there. You're right down Main Street. You take your picture in front of the castle right after. Uh, and it's like the thing, like you said, you know, when you're younger, you throw your kids in the car, you could do just town hall 
and the castle and the kids would be completely happy with the trip because that's everything they want. And even now I've got, you know, a college age daughter. We just were there. And we had some great experiences. And, you know, there's a Mickey at every, in every park. You know, at, yep. at Hollywood Studios, there's the Sorcerer Mickey. And, and uh, you know, you've got all these different Mickeys. There's Safari Mickey at, at Animal Kingdom. I thought it was the same one. Is it not the same one? He just You're right. He's, he's okay. different Mickeys okay. and costumes. He's My bad. very busy. Yes, yeah. yeah. He a lot of, a lot of changing friend. his outfit. <laughs> That's right. I'm sorry. Spoiler alert. Uh, so I'm going to take Mickey. That's the one I want uh, yeah. for character action. I think you got to have that one if you're going to Disney. Cool. Uh, and then uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Snack. And uh, for my snack, I want, uh, I want, I want the Mickey pretzel. The Mickey pretzel. Uh, nice. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing. Okay, I'm gonna go. Can I take it back? Can I take it back? No. I've you took your hand off the piece. Can I take it no, back? It's not. It's not who wants to be a millionaire. You did not final answer that. So you can I take this back? Because <laughs> think right. about it, it was between two. Doug, want, Doug wins. Okay. He's the guest. <laughs> then, because uh, I, I was going to say this is my meal, but now that I'm thinking about it, I'm going to get the meal I want. I'm going to choose this as my snack. I, I want the Nutella waffles from, um, Ooh. Uh, oh, where is it? Uh, it's, it's in um, the, the town. It's not Town Hall. It's, it's the American, re, re, it's the American oh, Revolution section. In Epcot? Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, it's, no. Oh, Liberty Trees. Liberty, Liberty Trees. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's got the Nutella waffle, uh, and it, it's so good. Like, I crave it daily. Nice. It's so good. Nice. So I'm going to take Nutella waffle. Okay. And then it's you, Scott. Okay. Um, let's go with show. Um, okay. And I'm going to go the uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids 4D experience. Okay. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah, we really enjoyed that one. That was one... Um, between that and <clears throat> I really like the uh, Disney Animation Studios one too. Um, I think that qualifies as a show. Where you have you guys done that? Where you like draw Mickey at the end and I haven't done oh, what it, like the yeah where you draw the stuff yeah they've that, moved that where that is. But getting to draw having a, an expert uh, artist tell you how to draw a Disney character is awesome. Yeah, that Love was that. super fun. Um, and I'm just gonna throw this out there because I've I've lost my ride and I've lost my show. But uh, there used to be a ride called Soren. Um, yeah. that was, yeah. awesome. we, my wife Still and I, there. yeah, it was there when we went together as newlyweds, not there when my kid, when we took our kids or they were just closing it down to put like a finding Nemo thing together. Um, okay. but, uh, it was, it was fantastic. We enjoyed mm-hmm. that one. Okay. Was that one in Epcot? Yeah. My, yeah. So uh, that's that's still in yeah. Epcot. It used to just be uh, stuff in America, and then they redid it, and now it's all over the world. Oh, that, cool. My younger daughter loves Soren. Yeah, yeah, nice. So, so they still the they, new... they up, Okay, cool. I thought it was yeah. like gone, gone. I didn't see it. That's awesome. Yeah. Doug, two picks in a row to you. <clears throat> okay, I will. I'm going to take character interaction, and I'll take the Beast. Oh, okay. And yeah. he like to you know Beauty and the Beast, the Beast, like he's mm-hmm. big. Right now, I also love Goofy. No offense, Goofy. But (laughs) you can catch the Beast. So the Beauty and the Beast castle in Magic Mm -hmm. Kingdom, we've eaten in there, and the Beast just, like, comes through like he's hosting the dinner. Yeah. And you kind of see him walking through, like, hey, thanks for letting us in your house. So that's pretty cool. We've also found him in France in Epcot with Belle. That's Just out by the lagoon. And he's he's the regalist of the Disney characters. Like, he's wearing, like like, a vest. You know, like a velour vest. He's wearing his beast outfit. Plus, he's big and hairy. So it's just a little different experience. Like, you're almost intimidated Mm -hmm. by the beast. So uh, love the beast interaction. So I will take him. We ate Beast Castle for the first time uh, at the Make-A-Wish, and it was amazing. Uh, uh, That was a great one. Good pick. Cool. Love love the beast. Um, I will go with show. Now, uh, can I, like, are fireworks kind of a a show? Yes. I was going to say that. That's, yes. That was so my... I st- mm. 
I don't know how they do it still, but it's the part of the fireworks in Magic Kingdom where they have the projection yes. onto the castle, mm-hmm. where the castle is the movie screen. Yes. And I don't know how they did it. I, I, it doesn't make any sense to me that it's like, <laughs> oh, we made a movie and we put it on a screen. Well, instead of a screen, what if it's a castle mm-hmm. that is a screen? And I'm That's like, awesome. what? And so that thing... That amazes me every time. And then the other part of it, now this is sort of, but we have been caught, if you get caught in the back of Fantasyland, kind of right when you walk out of Beauty and the Beast Castle, Mm -hmm. you can get caught back there and you're almost in between the fireworks, that there are some firing from in front of you and some firing from Mm -hmm. behind you. And it feels like you are in them. So you can't see the projection as much from there, but that is like the best fireworks experience I've had. So Mm -hmm. there's just a multitude of ways to experience the fireworks slash projection on the castle show at the end of the night of Magic Kingdom that is just like quintessential Disney to me. Yeah, that's awesome. Very cool. I was gonna say that was my number one pick for show. So if you the fact that you took it, you've stolen it from me. That was a really good pick. I'm I'm jealous. Of that pick, Scott, it's uh, yours. That you wish you would have picked it now. I, I really want the Nutella <laughs> waffle. I'm gonna eat her first. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna go with my. Oh shoot! Let's go character interaction. Okay. Um, and I'm gonna go with uh, Kylo Ren. Uh, okay. That the oh. Star Wars uh, okay. interaction, and mostly just because like we had a fantastic experience with that with yeah. boys like on my shoulders, like force. Uh, I don't know fighting with mm-hmm. uh, Kylo Ren. Uh, it was just super fun. It was a it was a good experience. I want to gripe about That's my Kylo game. Ren experience because oh. <clears throat> I had a lightsaber, and when I held it up, they told me I wasn't allowed to hold up a lightsaber to Kylo Ren. And I had to I had to put the lightsaber down and then retake the picture. And I was so mad, so mad that I was not allowed to have a lightsaber out in front of Kylo Ren. Wow. Uh-huh. Lightsaber envy. Happens every time. I feel like you defeated him. I think I might just tell that <laughs> story as you pulled out your lightsaber and defeated Kylo Ren. Yep. He yeah. He surrendered. Or- or the he Disney used... employee made me stop. I was clearly in charge of that situation. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You will put away the lightsaber. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's good. Uh, okay. Um, okay. I've got. I've got all of the rest of mine are taken except for wild cards. Okay. I'm going to say wild card because I'm not sure where I want to go. So I want to go show. No, I'm going to go ride, uh, and I want the. Um, I'm trying to choose. Do you go sentimental here, or do you go with the ride you like the best? That's mm. kind of where I'm at. I went like, with the ride I like the best. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if I'm going to like, I love amusement parks. If I'm going to Disney. I'm not going to ride a ton of really cool, awesome, you know, flips and rides and yep. things. That's that's Universal's got some better rides in that that capacity, I think. But so, like for me, the the sentimental pick is Space Mountain. I love yep. Space Mountain. It's that's so good. good. It was the first roller coaster I ever rode um, with my dad at Disney. I, I absolutely love it. It's got a sentimental place. But the best ride I rode last time when we were there was the Guardians ride. Mm. That Guardians ride is really, really good. It was really good. And uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go the Guardians ride. It's brand new. It was really good. It's so well done. Uh, I really enjoyed it. And I just watched Guardians of the Galaxy this week and yep. loved it. So I'm gonna go with that. I'm gonna go with the Guardians ride. I was surprised at how good it was. It feels yeah. like you're flying. Yes. It's it's the most I've ever felt like I'm flying. Yeah. But they play songs, because mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy right has songs. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we got that stupid Tears for Fears song both oh. times. And I hate Tears for Fears. <laughs> and my kids were like, we love this Tears for Fears song. And I was like, oh, my God, again. <laughs> so 
that dropped it down a notch for me. But the yeah. ride experience itself, I because I feel like some of the rides that Disney has added lately have missed a little bit, mm. and that that hit as hard as it hit. I was kind of amazed at how good it was. Doug, you mentioned the Star Wars ride. Did you like the Ratatouille ride? No, I was disappointed in the Ratatouille yeah. ride. I, I thought it was fine, but for yeah. all the hype and the line, I thought it was a disappointment. Yeah, we fast passed it, and I said the same thing. I was like, I wouldn't want to wait four hours to do this ride, but it yes. was fine. I thought the same thing of the Avatar ride. Like that was one of my least favorites. I don't love the 4D uh, rides as much as I love the real coasters, and uh, so that one I was kind of like, I can't imagine waiting more than an hour for this ride. And people were waiting yeah. like four hours for that Avatar ride, and I was like, Nah, yeah, no, I'm out. So. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna. Here's here's my question. Um, now nah, I'm not gonna go. I'm just gonna go with my show. Um, so actually, I'm gonna think about my show more. I'm gonna go with my meal because I know which one I want for my meal. So uh, for my meal and dining experience, um, I want Trattoria El Forno, uh, and that's their breakfast option. So it's it's uh, on Broadway. It's on. It's right outside Epcot, uh, and it is for breakfast. You get to eat with. Um, um, Rapunzel and Flynn Rider and Ariel yeah. and Eric. Nice. And the food is amazing. That is – that's a great poll, dude. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Pull. We went and my daughters – last time we went, my daughters were in junior high and high school. And I told them, I was like, here's what you should do when we do character interactions. You should make Mad Libs of their stories. They'll stay in, they'll stay in character. And so then you can have them fill out a Mad Lib that's wrong. And we were like – we were last on the rotation. And so they had just come over to our table after being there for like you know 45 minutes to an hour. And my daughter just – you know, Rapunzel comes up and she just looks at Rapunzel and says, give me an adjective. And the actress just goes, I'm sorry, what? And she goes, give me an adjective. And so, of course, she goes, you know, like, right. And then she goes, give me an object. She goes, frying pan. She stays in character. And then she does this whole thing, and then she reads it, and it's Ariel's story. That's awesome. And she waves over the actor playing Flynn Rider, and they spent – a solid ten minutes at our table. That's awesome. And then waved over, and we got it. We got the only ones in the entire restaurant who had a picture with all four of the actors at the same time. And people were to the point they were complaining at the interaction <laughs> yeah. level with our table. But it was so good, and the food was great. And we were there for two hours. And once the character showed up, it felt like ten minutes. It was amazing. That's cool. So that's where I'm going. Trattoria El Forno's breakfast. We all threw at breakfast on that one. That's crazy. Yep. Scott's yours. Uh, okay. I'm, by the way, I'm I'm the guy at the other table being like, well, how come all the characters are that guy's table? What's going <laughs> yeah. on here? This is ridiculous. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's fantastic. And I like that you used your children because it would have been awkward if you would have said, "Give me an adjective." So give me an adjective. <laughs> Creepy. <laughs> exactly. <A> noun. <laughs> Restraining order. <laughs> I love it. Uh, okay, I'm going to go with my uh, – oh, let's go with Souvenir. Okay. Um, and now I'm going to go with my wild card, and I'm going to go with the Tower of Terror. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. Oh, that's solid. Yep. We we enjoyed that, and it's got all of the like spooky classic Hollywood yeah, stuff going on. Yeah, that's a good one. And we enjoyed that one. Okay, I like it. Doug, you get two picks in a row. So I will go um... – I'll go wild card, and I'll, I'm going to take Via Napoli, which is the pizza okay. place in Italy in oh, okay. Epcot. And they have a pizza there that's, like, as big as the table. And huh. we go – and it's cheap. It's a pretty pla- – it's, like, a cheap place to eat because it's, like, oh, it's a $40 pizza, but it can feed four people. Mm-hmm. So how many – and so – and it's the biggest pizza you ever saw. So mm-hmm. we go. We get it every time. I push my children's faces out of the way, and I act like I'm going to eat the whole pizza, and we take a picture. <laughs> so that is like a tradition for us. 
and it's air conditioned. It's good pizza. It's a good like all the waiters are the servers are from Italy because mm. it's like that in Epcot. Yeah. And so it's kind of a basic thing, but we just we love it's like a, a thing that we do every single time. And just anybody going to Disney again, it's like, oh my gosh, it's an expensive pizza. But you just think about you can get out of there for a good lunch that you like that's a good quality mm. pizza. And it's, you know, for a whole family, it's a pretty good price. So we yeah. love Via Napoli. Mm. Awesome. I get another pick, Doug. I will take popcorn, which is weird okay. as my snack. But no, sometimes you just no. walk past a popcorn cart and you're yeah. just like, I just have to have Disney popcorn right now. And you get the refill. So that happens to us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, right. And that, they have a million different styles of buckets, an R2-D2 bucket. And yeah. all the, so um, sometimes, man. You just you just want the simple stuff, but I don't know what they do. They they put heroin in it or something. <laughs> when you walk past, the smell is like I can't stop. So Disney popcorn. Yeah. For good. the record, you are not going to find anyone who will in this room that will disagree yeah. with you Pop- on that. Popcorn one. is my favorite snack. It's the thing yeah. I eat most. Uh, it's yeah, it's fantastic. That's a good pick. Uh, Scott, it's my yours. Goodness, the Nutella waffle does look good. Yeah, the Nutella waffle is amazing. That, that, looks, so that looks really good. I'm, I'm doing it all the time. I'm doing some research. I can't even. For, I can't even like recreate it. And I'm, a, I'm a. I'm a cook, Doug. I love to cook, and, and I can't recreate the, the Nutella waffle at all. It's so good. Okay, so I'm. I'm just gonna go. I'm trying to stir up some memories of some things that I wish that I, all of that kind of stuff. And I'm looking through like the snacks at Disney. Mm-hmm. They have upped their game since the last time yes, that I've been had there. Some really good snacks. This yeah. cream cheese pretzel. I know not that's not that, a you yeah. thing, but uh, that that looks pretty good. Um, but when I was there, uh, I think it was the the, the Dole Whip yeah. the ice cream. Oh yeah. Um, it yeah. was pretty cheap, and it was one of those things that we could. Well, really, relatively speaking, yeah. it was pretty cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was one of those things that we could have and snack on uh, as a family and mm-hmm. it was real good so that's what i'm going with okay i'm gonna go show i'm gonna save my wild card for last uh i guess i'm going to in a row so it doesn't really matter but uh yep. my show i'm debating between lion king show which is great i love it uh the nemo show which i think is fantastic um I'm, there's the sentimental one for me is the monsters inc laugh show yeah that's i good love one. that my dad oh, yeah. got on there once as the you know the butt nice. of the joke and that's that's you know classic i absolutely love that too mm-hmm. um and then um the the fireworks show in Hollywood Studios is like this. It's for mm. me. It was great. I loved it too. Uh, but if I had to choose one for me, uh, like the one that I remember the most that my kids enjoy and they want to go back to, um, is uh, is the Lion King show. They love it. That's always the first one we go yep. to in in Animal Kingdom. It's like Broadway production. Yep. It's not my favorite, but it's like one of those things where I've done a lot here where I'm pretty excited. So I'm going to go ahead and get my kids make sure they get Lion yep. King because that's like that's the one they love the most. So I'm going to yep. go Lion King show. So if memory was one of these things on here, uh, that is one of the best memories that we yeah. had uh, and worst. Um, so mm-hmm. our first time going as a family, we made the mistake of like trying to do everything all at once. Mm-hmm. So on our first day, we went to Animal Kingdom and we had a one-year-old, a three-year-old, like a... a I think Ryder was six and Bennett was like eight. Like it was like we, they were all pretty, pretty young. Yeah. Um, and we tried to just show like we're going to do all of Animal Kingdom mm-hmm. in like this day yeah. and with no breaks. And it was awful. By like one o'clock, we were done with Disney. We were done with everything. Like mm-hmm. it was it was awful. Um, we learned after that that we needed to go back and take a nap uh, and then come back out. Uh, but you learn these things. Yeah. But we went to the uh, Animal Kingdom, the Lion King show, mm-hmm. um, and we still have pictures of like my daughter um, on my shoulder. Or no, she wasn't on my shoulders then because it's a sit-down show. Um, but every all this exciting stuff is happening, and she is sitting right here next to me, just going. <laughs> 
<laughs> and like just it was it's a loud show. It, it was adorable <laughs> and yeah. like we were just all laughing and it like it saved the day uh that was awful in animal kingdom all right i gotta wrap it up because uh, my wife is texting me for my wild card i'm gonna go disney resorts I just I love staying on property. Yeah. Um, I love just all the amenities they have there, the the ease of their transportation. I feel like everything Disney does is well done. I feel like their resorts just kind of amp that up, and it makes it just feel like the whole it's like immersive. And, you know, we stayed at the Wish Village this last time we went, yep. and it was great. The the Wish you know the Make Wish people take care of you. It was fantastic, and still part of me would go home that night. And as as amazing uh, of care as they would take care of you at the the Wish Resort, I still at times miss the resort. I, I miss the Disney Resort. So I'm gonna mm, go. Yeah. That was my wild card. And I'm done. Nice. I've got mine. Uh, Scott, what's your last pick? It's got to be a souvenir. Yeah. Uh, and I am... Um... <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to go with this one. Uh, <laughs> just scrolling through, trying to remember what we bought. I'm like, okay, so like we didn't have a ton of money after buying things, so we're like, we didn't buy a whole lot of souvenirs. Uh, the things that we did buy... <laughs> We bought lightsabers from yeah. Galaxy, or not Galaxy's Edge because yeah, it wasn't open yet, but we bought lightsabers. Um, but uh, the thing, what, like being in education, um, oddly enough, I'm going to go with the uh, like a mug. Okay. Uh, a souvenir mug. Yeah. So I found like a, a really coffee cool mug. coffee mug, uh, Jack Skellington mm-hmm. uh, mug, and it was really cool. And my wife got a, um, a really cool, uh, I believe it was a chip cup um mm-hmm. from beauty and the beast yeah. um and we still have those things and like they're just really well done yeah so doug finish us off kind of a lame souvenir, souvenir. <laughs> yeah so w- we happened to be there when the avatar land when pandora opened mm-hmm. we just nice. were there the first day yeah. and so my girls bought these banshees from the oh, movie yeah. like like the dragons in the movie that sit on your shoulder and they flap mm-hmm. their oh, wings cool. and they were super expensive and it was like you better play with these banshees every day of your life if we're getting them and we bought them and we brought them home and they've never come out again so i'm not <laughs> picking the stinking banshees that cost a million dollars but they did i think they still have it at, at, at disney springs downtown disney mm-hmm. they had a t-shirt shop where you could make your own t-shirt and like oh wow pick what you wanted to have printed on it so i got a t-shirt one time with like all all the park logos and it said if you don't cry when you leave disney world you did it wrong uh, so cool. that to me is like every time we go i never want to leave mm-hmm. i could live there with yeah. my children pull them out of school and so that encapsulates disney to me that we have so much fun because it's time with your kids man yeah, like it's just problem. like it's I, I would do it anywhere but it's like you have to trick your kids into hanging out with you the older they get. Yeah. So it's like we're going to Disney, and it's like, oh, it's like seven days with Dad every minute. Where else do you get that? Yeah. So th- those are my favorite memories because it's just you with your kids. That's pretty awesome. That's great. Uh, before we wrap up here, just uh, anything we left off, like uh, experiences you want to mention, uh, last-minute things. The Mickey pretzels for me. I-, I love the Mickey pretzels. I love a good salty snack. That one was one yep. I really like. Uh, we went to Epcot for the first time, and uh, some of the food I had, we had like a, in France – or sorry, in Germany, it was like a, a bread – with a cheese dip, it was amazing. I don't That's know what awesome. was in it, but it was so good. I would eat that again all the time. Uh, and then for me, like I, I mentioned Space Mountain. That was one I, I, I didn't list that I think should make the list for me. So uh, any, anybody else have any uh, things that should have been mentioned that we didn't mention? Uh, we had uh, – there was a race car ride in mm. – uh, I think it was in Epcot. Yeah. Um, that mm. was – Yeah, really, Test yeah, Track. Test track. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one was really fun. The boys really – they loved that experience. Yeah, that was fun. good. Mm-hmm. Doug, you have anything we missed? That and we it is, said? just like in the end, really what makes Disney Disney is not the pieces, it's the sum of the parts, that mm-hmm. it's all, it's just being there. It's just walking around and feeling it. And that's why I always say, it's like what you what you said previously, like it's the efficiency, the cleanliness, 
just like, and then that there's just a multitude of things happening at the same time. That's what gives me the feeling. So sometimes when you break it up, it's like, oh, that's a cool roller coaster. Oh, it's a good snack. But it's yeah. it's about everything all at once that really makes it what it is. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's wrap up our draft. Uh, I had first pick, and for my ride, I chose Guardians of the Galaxy. For my show, I took Lion King show. For my snack, I took the Nutella waffle. My meal experience, I took Trattavoria El Forno for breakfast. Uh, my character inter- interaction was Mickey Mouse. My souvenir was Mouse Ears, and my wild card is staying at a Disney resort. Scott, pick second. Uh, I had the Rock and Roller Coaster. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids 4D for my show. For my snack, I got the Dole Whip. Uh, for my dining experience, the Hollywood and Vine breakfast. The character interaction was uh, fighting Kylo Ren and his force. Uh, and uh, souvenir is... Without a lightsaber. That's right. <laughs> my souvenir was the coffee mug. <laughs> <laughs> the wild card was the Tower of Terror. Doug pick third. Doug... Expedition Everest in Animal Kingdom was my ride. The fireworks show and projection on the castle in Magic Kingdom was my show. Popcorn was my snack. Ohana breakfast at the Polynesian was my meal. Hanging out with the Beast was my character. Make your own t-shirt was my souvenir. And my wild card was eating pizza at Via Napoli in Italy. Nice. Awesome. Well, listen, I, reading all of those, I would take any one of those experiences. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, yep, sign me up. I'm in. Uh, they're all really good. So, Especially uh, the coffee mug. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I mean, where else can you even get coffee mugs? I think I, my, my Disney World's nowhere. the only place to get them. <laughs> I don't know where these kids get them for Christmas presents. <laughs> and teacher appreciation. And, yeah. oh, goodness. Uh, well, listen, thanks for joining us on another episode of Dad Shorts Podcast. Uh, we'd love it if you could find us where you find your podcast. Like, rate, and subscribe. Uh, leave us a five-star rating. We uh, That's how people find us on the algorithm. So please, uh, leave us a five-star rating. Um, you can find us on TikTok, which we're still creating TikTok content. Eventually, it's like a summer project, we promise. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Dad Shorts Podcast. And you can find us and email us at dadchoicepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us and have a Disney-rific day. That's not a word. Uh, <laughs> you're going to get sued. You're going to get sued. <laughs> 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 Andy's coming. <laughs> uh.